0: Welcome to Full Side Podcast. This is episode number four, and I'm your host, Rachel Antony. On this episode, you'll get to hear from Jessica Olstead, the founder of the Love for Lewiston Foundation, a fitness instructor, the mom of Squeezie and Lewiston, and one of the most passionate, motivating women you'll ever meet. And oh man, guys, this episode, it will get you. You're going to feel motivated. You're going to want to get up off your couch or out of your car and chase whatever goals and dreams you've been putting off. Um, Jess shares her love for Lewiston's story, which is so moving and powerful. You're going to tear up. I guarantee it. I did when I was interviewing her, but the story is just too good not to share and listen to. If you want to get involved with Love for Lewiston, Jess shares more information on that episode, but the links are also in the show notes below. So now, let's jump into the interview with Jess Olson. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited to get into this and share your story. I've heard your story a bunch of times, but... I always like to hear where you are now because you're always doing so many things. So thanks for Like answering my my door in a towel because I just stepped out of the shower.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to my crazy life. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. And it's exciting to be on on your podcast.
0: Yeah. So... You probably don't remember, but I first met you because I used to spin at your 9.30 classes at Hot Foot, Hot Yoga and Crow Foot. Yes. And I came every Tuesday because I was unemployed at the time.
1: I don't remember this at all. What year would that it that be? It was
0: three years ago or two and a half okay. years ago. Yeah. Um, it would have been like, like February, March-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the time you were raising money for the kids that needed a van. Mm-hmm. And... So yeah, so that's how I knew you. And you're like, I'm from Winnipeg because I'd wear my like bison sweater. And you're like, oh, Oh, right. Yeah. And so that's how we like initially met. And then one of your classes, you said you're like something about like moms and like you've got this. And I was like, oh, God, I was like, I don't think I can be here anymore. That 930 crew was very much so a mom crew. Yeah. Yeah. Except for you. Yeah. Except for me. In your bison sweatshirt. (laughs) But yeah, so it's been, it's been a while. i have just like stalked you since then basically
1: i stalked you back so it's, <laughs> we're equal and we're equally as creepy
0: and people don't need to know it's yeah. fine and here we are we're friends so yeah. it worked out um and so you have such a huge short story to share so when i was going through all of your stuff yesterday i was like coming up with the questions i was like I was, like this is gonna be like, either the longest podcast ever or the most random podcast or like uh, i don't probably know all gonna happen <laughs> i can
1: pretty much guarantee no one else will answer their door in a towel true so you
0: have won the word
1: for that one yeah <laughs> The edgiest door
0: opening? Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, and so Love for du- Lewiston Foundation, it's been a crazy inspiring movement that mm. has been crazy to watch grow. Um, Ride the Roof is like my favorite event that happens every year. I've never been a part of something that's like so powerful, mm-hmm. especially if you're on the roof. And I love spinning. So it really just like brings it all together. Lewiston's birthday party is basically the party that everyone needs to be at every year. And you just did the Lucent Ultra Mm -hmm. this weekend, just finished. So how did that go? It was incredible. I
1: wish I did it. I have arthritis in my hip, which is why I'm not teaching spin anymore. Um, And I made the decision to not run um, because after a 6k like hilly run, I was like limping. So (laughs) it was really hard for me not to run, but I also make an epic cheerleader. And so I felt like I owned my position of like at the finish line. And Um, even at the start line, I ran, I think the first hundred meters and it's like, it was straight uphill and I was like wheezing. I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to die. Um, it was awesome. I got to see my husband come in. He ran Lake three and tagged off to Lake four, which was his brother. And my husband crushed it. And we had a girls, two girls teams versus the guys team. My girls team won. Of course. Um, they were (laughs) insane. I think they placed in the top three. It was such a special weekend, especially when you saw, Like, there were some people that had no idea who Lewiston was. They just wanted to run an ultra. It worked in their training calendar. But then you saw these people that, like, had never ran before. That was, like, they were pushing. Um, We had a group of eight nurses from PICU that formed two teams. One was called Where's My Uber? And the other one was I Thought You Said Rum. And so these teams of nurses, like, when they came across the finish line, it was probably one of the most emotional finishes. Um, just seeing them like they had been there and supported the care and um, just all of the attention to detail. And even now, um, I've gone back to Emerge um, and into PICU when other friends have been sick. And they're just so friendly. So that was really cool to see these nurses band together and like train and work hard and leave their babies at home and clear their schedules to make it happen. An inspiring event in our huge platform for us is to choose movement because children with SMA, parents with SMA, kids with SMA, adults with SMA, they can't typically move. So it's so inspiring to tell people like you have a body, use it in whatever way, shape it, you can use it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I watched everyone's stories and I was like, oh, it's like next year. A little FOMO, go right? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm going to <laughs> sign
1: up. I know. I'm really excited for next year. They announced the date. So if anyone's a runner and want to put in their calendar, September 28th, 2019 in the same Salmon Arms shoe shop area.
0: Cool. I'll put the link in the show notes below so people can Sweet. click through that. Okay, and so people who, that was just like, they don't even know what we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> They're like, what What do you mean Lewiston? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start and just introduce yourself and then share the story, as long or short as you want to make it, about how Love for Lewiston came to be?
1: Yeah, well, I think you bring up like a really interesting point. So if you would have been in that class where I was raising money for these kids, I would have been pregnant with Lewiston. Um, that was like, like you said, February, March. And my goal was to have the money raised, so they needed 50, they needed a total of 80, we had gotten some grants, but we were, our goal was 50 grand. And ironically enough, one of the first fundraisers that we held for them, 13 people showed up. 13. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, holy, this is going to take a long time, but we plugged away at it. And little did I know that we would get the check from the bank and give it to their mom. And she would be able to purchase this wheelchair accessible van, which was so desperately needed. Like, I would take these kids in this van that they had. I was like, we might die today. Like, that's how bad their van was. didn't have heat in the winter. Like, couldn't make it up hills. So, so excited for them. And we got that check in June. Lewiston was born. And then... Um, literally three, four weeks later, my own son, um, like deteriorated, goes downhill. And so he was born May 25th, totally healthy or what we thought healthy. And then come July, we were in Winnipeg on vacation. He went limp. Um, I didn't really recognize that he had gone limp. Call it just being like a busy mom with two kids under one. Like my daughter was 13 months, 14 months. Like it was crazy. And I took him into a chiropractor for colic, and the chiro was doing her initial assessment. She's like, I can't even treat him. She's like, he's really limp. His skin's model, and he's laboring to breathe. I think you should take him to emerge. I was like, what? Um, So I was like, okay. I called my mom. I was like, mom, can you make emerge? Like, I have no idea what I'm going to expect. On the way to emerge, I wasn't even panicked. I stopped. I got the gluten free sandwich, a cup of coffee. Like, I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, probably just being kind of crazy. And um, within 10 minutes of seeing the first nurse, like, they had us in a resuscitation room. They had neurology, cardiology, every specialist, every expert. There was like over 12. I I literally just remember being like, is this, like, am I, is this a bubble? Is this a dream? Like, is this happening? And they're like, where's your husband? Like, where's the rest of your family? And of course, a emerge was in the basement of the Winnipeg Children's Hospital. And so I had no reception. So I couldn't get in, in touch with my husband. My mom hadn't gotten there yet. So I'm like, the lady's like, are you okay? Do you need to sit down? And I was like, what is happening? We spent six days in Winnipeg with no further results. They released us and we decided to come back to Calgary. Got our feet underneath us. Went to our family doc. She was like, this is not the same baby that I saw. And... We went into children's and redid a bunch of testing that was done in Winnipeg, and one of our greatest fears was spinal muscular atrophy, which is what these kids, who we had just finished fundraising this man for, um, that I've been working with for the last 12 years, they gave us a diagnosis that Lewiston had spinal muscular atrophy type 1 and was like, your son probably won't make his first birthday. He's just so weak. Like We can't see it happening. And that was the beginning of our journey. And somehow, I think my mom came up with it. She was like, we had this website, so people like, people were just like, are you okay? How can we help? And so we coined it Love for Lewiston. And he passed November 2016, unfortunately, fortunately three days before his six month birthday, and um, come the following spring, we decided to plan his birthday party rather than having a pity party at home and have an epic dance party. And um, that was the start of a foundation that we had no idea would blow up to what it is today. And in a year and a half, we're on track to raise over $350,000, wow. which, like, that's a big chunk. And it's like when you sit back and take that in, it's incredible. And it's because of Lewiston's story and how people connected with it that um, the communities just rally behind us.
0: Right. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, and you've started the apparel line too, because every time I go to now like a fitness class, like you go to any fitness class and there's at least one person I love that's it. wearing it. Yeah. Um, and so how come how did you come up with that, like to start a apparel line?
1: So not my idea at all. I need to give a huge shout out to Jennifer Mahalco. I didn't really know her very well. I knew of her for sure. had a girl crush. She was probably <laughs> one of the first spin instructors I ever had when she was riding at um, one of the studios downtown at Peloton. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's so cool. Like, I remember my first class, I remember the headband she wore. And she'd reached out when we were in the hospice with Lewiston and said, I want to raise some funds for your family. I know that you guys aren't really working. Um, and was like, is okay if I can use your logo? And I was like, yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. And the clothing line kind of took off. And so she made these really cool off the shoulder things, then did a second round. And it again, blew up, sold out, I think. And she didn't make a huge quantity, but it sold out within like a couple hours. So then I was like, I don't know, like... I've always, like, I I like certain things a certain way. I'm like, I can design clothing. So I asked Jen if she'd just kind of show me the ropes. And she's really busy. She's an amazingly talented interior designer as well as a clothing designer that's, like, extremely popular here in Calgary. So, so creative, and just someone that really thinks outside the box. So she showed me the ropes, got me set up. Um, Her and her husband sat with us over coffee. And I just, being in the fitness industry, you're always looking for great pieces. And I just was like, I think I can do this. And so we rolled up our sleeves and a portion of proceeds from all the clothing goes back towards the foundation, which goes back towards the hospital and SMA research and families. And it's really hard because we local manufacturer and we just got our third or fourth price increase. But it's the biggest blessing right when I want to give up. Someone will send me like a message on Instagram and say, I saw someone in the Las Vegas airport wearing a Lewiston tank top. And you're like, it's so cool to watch it. And our goal is that this is a platform that like spreads his message, which encourages other people to live
0: better lives. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. I wear mine all the time. Chris has some. We all. Yeah. I feel like everybody in the city has one or needs And if you don't, you can order it online. Yeah. Um, and do you want to explain the heart and you're wearing one right now? So I'm like looking at you. Yeah. Explain the heart and explain what run towards the roar means, which you also have on a lot of the t-shirts and sweaters.
1: So the, the three big lines that we have are dance party, run towards the roar and the heart. The heart was designed by my best friend. Um, and she has the biggest, she has the biggest heart and was just like faithful, like day in and day out, saw our journey. Um, now this is where I'm going to cry. Um, she just knew that she saw just the journey, the difficult. She was in ICU. She'd be at the hospice. She was on the unit. And she saw every single step of her journey. So I think when she designed it, she was like, the heart doesn't have to be perfect. But you just have to make sure that you carve out time for love. And that's, like, what this heart represents. That, like... I said I wasn't gonna cry. No it's, okay. <laughs> no, it's just so true. Like you can rush through life, and like having that time to like focus on someone and caring for them, um, it was just so evident that like regardless what was going on around us, you just had to carve out time for love. And so many people extended that to us, um, and Lewiston, I think has really showed that message to so many moms that like whatever's going on around you, it can all wait. And to carve out time for love, I probably could take a note out from my own page in that some <laughs> days. Um, so the heart was was so special, and it's so simple, but it just means so much. And like little kids will be like, "Look, Mom, there's Lewiston's heart." Aww. Like it's really neat to see people call it that, and right. like that's the way our son's legacy lives on. So so special. Run towards Aurora. I cannot take any credit for that. I got a book gifted to me by Levo Lesko, a pastor in Kalispell, Montana. And him and his wife Jenny lost their daughter four days before Christmas, five days before Christmas. And um, one of the chapters that spoke to me most was this friend towards Aurora, and he says, Most people die by the time they're 25, but aren't buried till they're 75 or 80. He's like, I guarantee you if we did the things that scared us the most, they will be on our highlight and triumph reel when we're reflecting back. And he's like, "Don't, don't die at 25. Don't stop living. And so the analogy is how lions hunt. And our pastor shared this at Lewiston's funeral, which was just so powerful. Shout out to Jonathan and Tasha at EC Church. They're amazing human beings and journeyed with us. But um, Jonathan shared that analogy of how lions hunt, and a male lion will be, you know, not where they can be seen, and the female lion will chase the prey into that male lion's roar. The roar can be heard from up to five miles away, so the prey, rather than running towards it, circles back, and then that gets clobbered up. And Levi Lesko equates that to how we live our lives, that, like, it kind of gets scary or gets difficult or, like, the unknown, and he's like, rather than running right at it, We'll circle back, and that's usually where we get clobbered up and we die rather than like running right at it, and that would be on the highlight reel. And I just spoke to me so much because I think there's so many dreams that I've had in my heart, and it took losing my son to just be like, no, go pursue it, do it. Like, What's the worst that happens? You fall and you get back up and you keep going. And so that message, I was just like, everybody needs to hear it. I got it tattooed on my arm. It's on my forearm, so I look at it every day um, as that reminder to just go for it. And then dance party was just, we had dance parties in the hospital every day. And it's like, even in the darkness, you can bring joy and be joy and let the light in. And so we had more dance parties, less pity parties. And that's the theme of his birthday party. And so it's encouraging people to move. And when you move, you know, I mean, your endorphins change, Mm -hmm. your mindset changes. And we had like an awesome journey as though our son was dying and we lived in a hospital. Like they were, there were some amazing days and I, they, they were awesome and I can say that proudly standing on two feet because we made the effort to make them awesome
0: right and it is a good reminder to everybody that you're probably not losing your son so make the effort to then live your life the get best. your like, shit together yeah and like get on it like you're exactly.
1: healthy you have breath in your lungs I can guarantee you walk into that hospital, any mom, any kid that is fighting and battling for their life would trade where you are at right now. So if you waste it, that is, like, I think one of the most horrific things that you can do with your life because you're able, like, live. Yeah. I'm yeah. very passionate yes. about that topic. <laughs>
0: oh, it's an amazing reminder. I think everyone needs to take it into heart. Get a loosened shirt, wear yeah. it, remind yourself so and you I, follow your dreams.
1: And I think that's the biggest thing is, is that... People would trade you for a second, so and you never know when your life will change on the blink of an eye. Never in my like a million years would I thought that I would have a son that would be in the hospital that would end up passing away. I just, I mean, you don't picture that, but I don't. I didn't even fathom it. Never crossed my mind, and that's now our journey. But I'm just so passionate about people living their life to the fullest.
0: And how do you stay motivated for the days that are harder that you need to remind yourself to to? stay motivated and keep going. Mm-hmm. What do you do you have like a routine or something you do that can just like flip your mindset?
1: Have you ever listened to Mel Robbins, any of her stuff?
0: No. I just
1: started listening to it. So she came up with a TED talk on five four three two one, the rocket ship, like get out of bed. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Link it in the show notes because okay, it's great. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then that's been a game changer. But she says that motivation is BS and so I'm now struggling with this <laughs> concept. But I think I get what you're asking. You're like, how do you get up yeah. when you're having a tough day? Yes. Um, A couple of things that have really, really helped me is, um, and I mean, I'm fortunate. um, It was that lesson for me that to run towards the roar. I don't want to be remembered for somebody that wasted her days. If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, I would want to be remembered for living an epically awesome life. And that is an amazing reminder to me. And I get up and I make sure I have a shower at some point in the day. (laughs) Um, But like getting out of bed and doing the things for me, I make a French press every morning. I write out my gratitude stuff. I have quiet time. I pray. I journal. That stuff is huge for me. But there's like a certain set of kind of like morning rituals that I do. And then I've been fortunate, but I connect with other people, whatever it is. And I have something and a project to look forward to. And that's been a huge thing to keep me going. I think it's really easy to like feel sorry for yourself and to get into a downward spiral. But I just know that there's like two ways to live. One's like on fire and one's just coasting. And I never want to be a coaster. So that's like that reminder that I have a purpose and to live out my purpose. And my purpose isn't to lie in bed and watch Netflix and feel sorry for myself. And as an FYI, I can guarantee you that there's some mom, some lady somewhere out there that is living a way harder life that's lost two or three kids that's like their kids are been suffering for five years so um like it's not woe is me it's like I have breath in my lungs my legs work my heart beats I have a purpose so I'm not gonna waste it
0: right Mm -hmm. that's amazing and so now you're running a foundation you're basically (laughs) running a business so how is that going and how what has been the learning curve for that since Obviously, it wasn't your plan to to run a foundation.
1: My husband's like, remember that time when you used to make money? I was like, yeah. I'm like, those were the glory days. Um, He's like, you're the hardest working person I know that makes no money. I was like, well, that's kind of sweet, but I'm not sure if it's an insult. Um, We honestly, there was no way in a million years that I would have dreamt that it like I literally thought it was just going to be like a bank account. So that like the money that we would raise go into the bank account and away you go. And there was no way that... I thought that we'd be dealing with like countless emails and people wanting to host events and do events and partner with us and do collaborations and it is a full-time job everyone who's on our board including myself right now does this volunteer basis just because they have amazing big hearts um we finally contracted out some help for some of the social stuff because i just couldn't keep up i was just drowning i went to a board meeting bawling i was like i can't keep up and that was right in the heart of our busiest season And so it's been incredible. It's been way more work than I've anticipated, but in a very much so amazing way. So um, we don't regret it. It can be a wedge between me and my husband sometimes because he's like, you spend so much time on it and you're exhausted. And, you know, he's like, don't forget about the family. And so I really have to make sure that I find a rhythm for us where it's like I'm still working on the foundation, knowing that like what gets done gets done and what doesn't get done. I just tell people like, we're going to respond to your emails as fast as we can. I'm going to get back to people as best we can, but my family has to be my number one priority and people are so gracious and so good that they totally understand, which is awesome. It's not quite the same as running a business where, you know, we have a group of paid employees and that's all they do. So we just go at the pace that works for us and people are really understanding.
0: No, that's awesome. And so your daughter Swayze, she is, she five? She's three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Um, and so how do you... She acts like
1: she's like 55, so you're kind of right there. Yeah.
0: She's so funny. Like, every morning I watch her stories. (laughs) Good morning. Yeah. I love it. Um, and so you kind of touched on it, but how do you take the balance between business and being a mom?
1: I don't think there is a balance. Like, I hate that word. And I take this yoga class, and at the end we always repeat, I am balanced, I am centered, I am at peace with myself. And I'm always like, I'm not balanced. (laughs) There is no balance. Um... And so I think that's a word that I've been struggling with. And for me, I've shifted the word balance to rhythm. And so what's the rhythm that's going to work for our family? And knowing that the scales get tipped, like come April, May, June, there is no balance. It is a gong show. You can't even walk in my house because there's either like people donated for the wine wall or there's silent auction prizes or people are coming to pick up apparel. My husband at one point like would be in his his towel and he would be inside our house and he's like, who are you? And so there's like rhythms and seasons for their, for your life. And so for me, I know that those three months are going to now be insane. So now we block for that and we plan for that and we adjust for that. Um, my mom and my mother-in-law, um, Ronald, and Nat, love you guys. I know they're going to listen. They'll be like, send me the (laughs) link, (laughs) but they, they get it. And so they step up. My mom flies in from Winnipeg or drives 13 hours and carves out time and is here and helpful and just doing stuff behind the scenes. My mother-in-law Natalie, she like watches Swayze two days a week. If she if we need more days, she graciously does that so that we can do running around. And then I made a conscious effort this summer that I was like, most important thing is like my daughter needs me. She's feeling abandoned by me basically, and so I shut off for the summer. I was like, my goal is to be in the sun, being outside and playing with my daughter, um, so that she doesn't feel abandoned. And so there's like a rhythm for that. And knowing that when I'm with her, I'm trying to be very conscious, and I suck at it. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to say I'm an expert, yeah. but trying to be conscious of, like, the time that I do spend with her. And sometimes, even if it's just five minutes, like, no phone, no nothing, not trying to cook dinner, i have just that one-on-one time on the ground, coloring or playing lions or horses. Um, my husband does a way better job at it than I do. She's like, no, 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 mom, you're not playing right. Um, But taking that time and that just makes the world of a difference. And she does just want our attention. And she has been the most incredible blessing because since she was 15 months, 14 months old, she has been tossed to whoever could help us because Lewiston got sick. And so some days she was with us in the hospice, some days she wasn't. And even now when we're doing our, our crazy events, it's like whoever's here that can play with her or help her while mommy's working on stuff. And she's so easygoing and flexible it makes it really special so we are really fortunate to have such an easygoing daughter but I don't believe in balance because I just don't know if it ever if the scales are ever perfectly even and I think to find the rhythm it's like I keep doing the things that try not to neglect your workouts trying to make sure I stay healthy um, drinking the water like there's a couple of key things that try to always stay in place but then just knowing that there's seasons for us in our life
0: right and how have you worked that into your relationship then as well with your husband, with Hot Ronnie? With have hot, you guys have managed to work that out, stay strong? I know you were just at the Rise Up conference. Rise Together, Rise yes. Rise Together. With Rachel Hollis and um, Dave
1: Hollis. Follow them. They're amazing. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so how has that?
1: that been? I'm going to share something and my husband might kill me so I apologize, <laughs> Hot Ronnie, because I'm sharing all the dirty. We're pretty darn open and he's used to it. Um, so we were at Rise Together two weekends ago in Austin, Texas. I spent money that we didn't have. I put our business bank account into overdraft to make it happen. And Ronnie was livid with me because I didn't ask for permission. I just did it. Um, and I was like, I really want to continue to invest in our marriage. And I want an exceptional marriage, and I feel like we weathered some pretty heavy storms together. And so I invested in this conference and one of the things that they made us go through was a forgiveness exercise. And so Ronnie and I shared a lot about like where our hearts were at and, and what was what. And Ronnie was super honest. He's like, I hate that you invest as much time as you do in trying to um, find a cure and help people with SMA when he's like, the last thing that I want is to think, do, or have anything to be a part of SMA because it robbed me of having a son and that's a really hard concept for him because we don't know if we'll ever have more healthy children Um, we don't know if we'd ever have another son I think every dad dreams of having a little boy and then you know someone to grow into a man and he had an incredible father that poured into his life and so he wants to do that for our kids So it was really hard to hear, like, I work really hard for the foundation and to fight for the families and for people with SMA. If anyone follows, my girlfriend Shay is 22, has SMA type 2, and we do a lot of advocacy work together. And we make a great team. We're lots of fun. Um, And we go to meet MPs and MLAs. And so I know it's really hard for my husband that I focus so much time and so much energy on something that he can't stand because it robbed him of. A dream life that every person would die to have a healthy baby girl a healthy baby boy you know the white picket fence and we don't know if we'll ever get that we pray we do um and we trust god that that will happen but when i was spend so much time and then i'm exhausted and i of course use him as my punching bag <laughs> as i think every partner does in a good relationship you're like you're a jerk how come the you know dishes aren't done and the house isn't vacuumed when you had a long day, you know, doing stuff. But that's been the hardest part for us in that. But he knows that it's so important. And he's never not once stepped up. Like, he's the one slogging apparel containers and cleanup at the events and running last-minute errands at midnight when, you know, we forget stuff. And so he's on board. But it's really hard for him because it's, um, he sees the tireless effort. And I think he's... He's always worried about that, you know, am I working too hard or whatever, and so um, it was good for us to get onto the same page and just to see that that was a barrier, um, but we're in it together, and he always supports my dreams and my goals, and I'm thankful that he hasn't just, like, washed his hands of it and walked away. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: And so what would be your advice for couples who are struggling with a life challenge or just in the relationship in general? Since you've made it through so much, Mm -hmm. what can you give advice for couples?
1: Oh, there's like a gajillion things I want to say. Top three. (laughs) Top three. You're like, we don't have all day Um, on next episode, relationship advice. So first off, let's clarify. Ronnie and I are far, far from perfect. Um, But man, I adore that guy and he adores me. So adore your partner. Because the grass is greenest where you water it. And so if you invest in your relationship... If you go and make the weekly date night, if you carve out the time for just you and your partner, if you, you know, go to bed with like a light heart and love and you kiss each other and you're on the same page, um, you're just going to have a better day. But if you resent them and you just make up the list of all the reasons why they suck and all the reasons why they let you down, those will be at the forefront of your head. The biggest thing for us is that we made a commitment and it means that it's a, a ton of work it's a ton of work because it's really easy to give up on something it's easy to give up on a goal at the gym it's easy to give up on a a goal weight it's easy to give up on writing a book or running a podcast show or whatever just when it gets tough you're like oh well it didn't happen so I, I guess I should just give up which is like so many people today when it gets a little bit hard they just expect that they can go get something better because that's how society is and rather than like rolling up their sleeves and saying, no, like, let's have the hard conversation. Let me call you on your BS. And my mom was like, that's why I loved Hot Roddy so much when I met him, because he's the only person that can call you on your, your BS. <laughs> it's true. He can challenge me to stuff and not to pull me down or bring me down, but to say, hey, can we do this better? Or hey, have you thought about this, Jess? And so we both want each other to succeed, we want our marriage to succeed. And trust me, we have had some heaters. There's even, like, a small dent in our um, basement wall because I th- whipped a computer charger at him. Oh my God. I've also whipped a plant pot at him. I'm not that violent. And I always aim, like, slightly to the left. Right. You don't it's like, actually hit him. No. It's a threat. It's either that or I have really bad aim. But <laughs> I always say it's the left because I've been so mad. And you just, like, you want to pummel them. But we always roll up our sleeves and then put in the work to invest in it. And so... I chose one partner I chose him as like my guy my support person my teammate my lover um, my best friend and so I'm going to show up for him and he shows up for me in an incredible way and I want to do that same and I think because we both show up for each other adore each other and are on each other's teams like you can't fail it's still going to be hard right. but you can't fail then
0: oh it's amazing, mm-hmm. we'll have to come back. We'll do a full relationship, full podcast. relationship <laughs>
1: podcast coming up, yeah, in the new year in 2019, in year. yeah, yeah,
0: in February. We'll do it around. Oh, I like Day. that. Oh, you know what? We could
1: do bring hot Ronnie on, he's funny, yes, yeah, that sounds Although great. I'm a little bit worried about what he'll
0: say about me, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll do that, <laughs> okay. And so, after all of that, all that you do, you also teach legree, yeah, so and you used to teach spin and mm-hmm. legree for people who have never been to legree is really hard. And it's not really hard. It's, it's insanely hard. You'll probably die. Yeah. And it never gets easier. Never. No. <laughs> but doesn't that sound
1: like people should come and work out you with you? Yeah. It's
0: really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually do love Legree. I just haven't been for a while. And I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever been to your class actually.
1: You're missing out because I teach a killer class. I know. I, I teach really the funnest class and I usually tell stories about hot Ronnie. That's why people come. Because I'll have like some stupid marital thing where I like whip the pot at his head and Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So that's what we're missing out on on Tuesdays, yeah, right? Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays I teach, yeah. Okay. Um, so how has exercise played a part in your life and how does that help you clear your head? Um, and how often do you try to work out besides just teaching, or do you work out otherwise? Yeah,
1: so I crazy and thank goodness I kinda gave myself a head shake. So I used to teach like seven to ten class, fitness classes a week when I was teaching spin and legree. And then I wouldn't actually do my own personal workouts because I was like, oh, I'm teaching 10 times a week. Like right. I must. And I I mean, oh. so thank goodness. Um, I've now said my limits for classes. It's a lot of energy to give. And I've carved it into my schedule that I will take a class, not teach a class. I will take my own like a class for me personally. And I do that twice a week at Legree and I'm fortunate to have partnered with the guys at Bold Athlete and they've designed some stuff because I have this arthritis in my hip and it's pretty painful. And so I do a program with them and so right now my commitment's five days a week. And my husband's amazing because when you have a child, it totally throws a wrench into it. Like I just was talking with one of my girlfriends on the phone. We're like, remember when you used to be able to go 45 minutes early before a spin class and get like your favorite bike? And now like you're coming in hot two minutes before (laughs) class starts. You're just strapping on your shoes as they're starting like the first song. And you're like, I'm just glad I can make it to the class. And so, um, Ronnie and I both know for Ronnie, like running is probably like, it is, it's like where he prays, where he meditates, where he gets he never runs with headphones and he just like has a convo with God and that's for him. He knows the importance that he just feels better and he knows I operate much better on workouts. So we've just tried to support each other and how we can make it happen. So right now I'm doing five days a week. I love the legree workout because it's no impact um, and it's, it's, it's hard, um, but the workout itself, like you don't leave disgustingly drenched. You can like go to a meeting if you have to and it's, something that there's no other workout like in the city and you can get that beautiful long lean definition and I'm way stronger because of it. I just did a fitness test I wasn't able to do one assisted chin up last spring and now I'm doing four. Which like may not sound very impressive to people but I was really proud of myself because I couldn't even do one and I was able to rip off four and it just shows you that like with constant commitment to it it makes a huge difference and I know mentally I'm that much happier. My skin's better you hydrate better because you're you know you're working out you respect your body what you put into your body you're more conscious of and it changed the endorphins like you can't be mad when you're working out like i just don't know anybody that's like left to work out and be like oh i'm so grumpy yeah so it's been a huge blessing
0: no that's awesome and okay and then you've also written a book because let's clarify a chapter a chapter of a book of a book but it's it's a chapter (laughs) your name is on the book yeah i'm an author (laughs) yeah exactly it's
1: an amazon bestseller
0: yeah yeah Um, so how was that? What kind of experience was that getting to participate in Mm -hmm. creating that book? It's called You've Got This Mama. So it's four moms written by moms. Yeah. There's Um, like 19 other co-authors in it.
1: Everyone kinda has a story. Sorry, I just interrupted. I'm like, yeah, no,
0: please tell. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you
1: all about it. Um, so yeah, it's like a book for moms. I think anybody can read it. I don't know if you've read my chapter, but I think anybody can read it. But it's definitely geared toward moms. Like, do you struggle with breastfeeding? Have you had a C-section? What's it like to raise twins? And so I was fortunate enough to be asked to be a part of it. Um really interesting business model you had to pay to to write in it so it wasn't like we love your story, you're amazing, we have to have you. It was like if you want to be a part of this. Um but the cool thing was for me is that I am working on my own book um about sharing mine and Hot Ronnie's journey and our crazy story plus Lewiston's crazy story because it's been a roller coaster of a ride for the last eight years. And we really want to share God's goodness and what's happened in our life and encourage other couples and encourage other people that have faced some tough stuff and how we've climbed out of the muck and so it was a great exercise for me to like be forced to like sit down and write it on on paper and then once it's on paper then going through an editing process and some really awesome opportunities have come out of it and it's a great way to share um, for me about being light even in the darkness and that was an honor to be able to share Lewiston's message and to encourage other moms like yeah there's going to be tough days um but you can get through it so fun opportunity and the community of moms around it has been so awesome there's um Sunit who I've connected with who as we were talking about her podcast um and just now they're doing a podcast series so it's really neat platform to inspire other moms
0: cool no, that's awesome I heard that when you did the babes who brunch mother's day mm-hmm. edition mm-hmm. that was when you guys all got together and kind of read your chapters explained what it was it was oh so I, heartwarming it was I I
1: that event was so awesome but we started so late so we felt like we couldn't really get into like the meat of it because right. at one point I was like oh my gosh we're already at like the thing and we had just started so we like some moms had babysitters We're like yeah. I'll be back by this time so we're like hey you go um, but it was incredible because I got to write with two one was already a local author she has a kids book Kristen Hallett and Jody Tilley and they become such exceptional friends and just the doors that it's opened the friendships that it's deepened have been so awesome and I mean who doesn't need to be encouraged or like Read a story about, oh, like it took you 20 years to have a kid. You know, like you're just, you right. can sympathize with someone's story in that book yeah, for sure. Yeah, it makes you feel better about your life when yeah. it's
0: not going as well as you hoped it was going Totally, to be. or not
1: going as according to you, the plan that you have.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and so clearly you're busy. So what does a, you kind of explained it at the beginning, but what does a typical day look like for you in general? I know every day is probably different. But. And I try to
1: change the, I try to change the word busy to full. Full. Like, yes. it, like I, it's a full life. Like, busy, I mean, you can be busy doing, you can be busy cleaning. You know what I mean? Definitely. Busy cooking. Um, and, yeah, people look at my life and, the, like, my parents joke when they come here, my dad's like, I need a vacation from hanging out with you because it's exhausting. <laughs> I was also like, okay, dad, well, welcome to life with me. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> And I'm really fortunate because I have epically incredible people like my family, my in-laws, like, my, like Swayze's aunt and uncle, um, and just like our extended family who are so helpful. So I can run the pace that I run, which I think for most people, if they were outside looking in, it's an insane pace. And my husband always jokes, he's like, it's exhausting being married to you. <laughs> and then, like, I think the best way possible, but I just want to live life because it's short, it's precious, and you just don't know. So my alarm right now goes off at 5.30. I use the Mel Robbins method of five, four, three, two, one. 4, 1, get your butt out of bed. I make a French press every morning, and then I sit down. I have a desk downstairs or at my kitchen table, and I sip hot coffee with nobody around and no distractions and then I journal I write out all of the things from the day before that I was grateful for Um, I read the Bible I pray and then I write out all of the goals and the dreams that I have because I don't want to just sit here in 10 years and wonder what happened with my life. I want to sit back in 10 years and say, look at all that we accomplished. Look at who we affected. Look at that I lived on purpose. And I want to leave that legacy for my daughter, that she can believe that she can do anything, be anything, go anywhere. And I hope that other people look that way and see that. I believe anything's possible. My mom spoke that message into my life since I was a kid. And so that's just before... um, yeah, that all kind of happens before six thirty, seven a.m. And then depending on the day, I usually get up, get Swayze going, get my husband going, because he doesn't <laughs> love getting up. And then um and he's getting better at it and then typically there'll be a morning workout in there which is great and then I spend the day doing all of the things so sometimes it's focusing on the foundation sometimes it's focusing on the peril sometimes it's focused on my own writing projects Um, and then lots of people um, in the community in the city is great so connecting with other entrepreneurs or other foundations and that's a huge blessing And then by that time, it's like dinner time (laughs) because the day goes by so fast. And then we don't really have too much of an evening routine. We're really working hard on getting to bed earlier and earlier because I like getting up early. And it's easier to get up early when you are well rested. I don't really watch TV, which is kind of awesome. If I start a Netflix series, I will binge watch it till 4 a.m. in the morning. So my husband is like, no Netflix. (laughs) and that's like a guilty pleasure so I just don't do it and I try to read before I go to bed and I'll switch between like a heavy business book and like something a light read just to keep the brain going
0: right yeah that's awesome and how do you stay organized during your day with everything do you have like a tool or do you I see you have like notebooks everywhere (laughs) you're like
1: wow there's papers everywhere (laughs) I swear I know I'm organized you should see the mess here two things that I've been using the first biggest thing is probably the focus journal Um, and this is like basically it gives you your top three priorities that you have to do in the day and then all of the other to-do lists and if I don't write it in this book I will forget about it. Like, it just won't happen because there's so many forms of communication. Text messages, emails, Instagram, DMs, like, comments, um, Facebook. Someone's like, I messaged you on Facebook. I was like, dude, haven't checked it in a week, you know? Like, so for me, like, to keep everything organized, it's in this focus journal because then I, like, it's on my radar. It's on the checklist. And I would not say that I'm the most organized person, but this has been a huge tool for me. And the other thing that I use is the Cultivate What Matters um, Planner, and that's like a goal planner. So it's not like where you're writing your daily to-do list, like go pick up the dry cleaning, go get laundry, like email these people, work on this project. That's where it's like, what's your big goals? How are you making them happen? What are you doing daily, weekly, monthly to actually get to that end goal? So that's like a tool that I use, but between the Focus Journal and that Cultivate What Matters, those are my big things that I use daily. And then God love emails.
0: <laughs> oh my God, emails. Yeah.
1: My dreaded task.
0: Yeah. I think that's everyone's dreaded task, yeah. which is funny because we just like sit around sending each other emails and then hate having to open our email Oh, I inbox. literally <laughs> be like, can you
1: just pick up the phone and call me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. We'd get so much more done, but mm-hmm. that's not our problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your journals and your books. What other tool or resource or life hack would you recommend to the listeners?
1: I've been asked this question a lot lately and I just posted about it um, is I think we all like you want to live a full life. I don't think anyone wakes up and is like, I'm going to suck today. You know, like (laughs) I hope not. Yeah, you hope not. And if you are that person, change your attitude around. Um, But for me, the best advice is dream big and don't hold back. And then to be able to dream big and to actually make it happen and to accomplish it, you're going to have to put in some work. So that maybe means setting your alarm at 5 or 5.30. It maybe means like working a little bit longer hours or saying no to your girlfriends when they all want to have a glass of wine. But like dream big, you can do anything. There's all the tools in the world to make it happen. And there's nothing stopping you except for yourself. And for me, it took losing my son to truly believe that. Because I was like, life is short, I can do whatever I want. And if people don't want to run with me, I am a okay. I think I was so I got bullied lots growing up. And so I was always trying to run to people to like be liked or accepted by them. And now I was just like, I don't got time to care right. <laughs> if you like me or don't like me. I was like, this is me, like you're either all in or you're out. And if I'm not your flavor, no big deal. There's like a world full of people, you can go find your people. <laughs> And so that lesson for me has been huge. And I luckily have my husband that believes in me. My, my mom has like just journeyed with me from the very beginning. I'm believing that I can do anything. And so believe in yourself, believe in the dream, that desire that like burns in your heart and then run at it. So get up early, put in the work, do the extra time. And it might not happen today or tomorrow or as fast as you think, but it's going to happen and it'll happen in the timing that it's supposed to happen.
0: That's amazing. I'm like, what can I do this afternoon? I was like, I'm so motivated now to like, I know. It's like, both do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what's next for you and for Love with Lewiston? So you're writing a book. Do you mm-hmm. have any other things well, that we I can like, my,
1: my manuscript will be due. The um, publisher and the agency that I'm working with, they've like emailed me twice being like, hey, can we get a first round? And I was like, Hey. In like five months. (laughs) Um, So I set this date of November 30th, but it is like looming around the corner. And unless I go into a dark hole um, and never come up for air, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I'm driving right now. That's like my number one goal is to drive that, to make it happen. So, um, writing and publishing my own book is huge because, um, I believe in our story. I believe in the message that we want to spread and I want to encourage and inspire other people to stop wasting their life and just own it. And so that's a huge project for the foundation. We're coming to the tail end of our calendar year, which is great. And our goal was $200,000 for this year. We wanted to double what we did last year, And we have surpassed that. So we're like, we still got time left, let's go for 250 because in 2019, we're gonna raise half a million dollars, um, which is very scary thought, but I also am like, why wouldn't we try and raise the half a million dollars? The worst thing that happens is we raise $400,000 I'm like that's four hundred thousand dollars that wasn't raised before that wasn't being plugged back into research or newborn screening or families with SMA or the Alberta Children's Hospital, and so we're dreaming big for next year for the foundation, which is really exciting. We are planning. Um, if you have you seen Molly's Game, the movie? No. Okay, what is with people and not seeing this movie?
0: I knew it came out. I saw the preview. and I was going to see it. And I just never. Okay, got do yourself to a it.
1: favor. Okay. Plan a date night. Pop some popcorn and sit down and watch this movie. It's an epic story, it's a true story, but an epic story about this girl misses the Olympic team because she breaks her pack, goes to LA, is like an executive assistant, and next thing you know, she's running the most exclusive poker tournament, poker games in the world. And so we, next year, are gonna be hosting an exclusive Lewiston's game, which I'm so pumped about. And then we'll do all of our awesome fundraisers like Lewiston's Birthday Party, Ride the Roof, our golf tournament. And this year we have our cocktail week coming up and a couple other small, smaller fundraisers, but still really huge for us. And so to finish off the year really strong. And we've got about 20 grand left to go to hit our 250 goal. So I have no doubt that we can make that happen. That's amazing. You definitely
0: can. I feel oh, like totally. People are, the city is behind here. us. And yeah. if you
1: ask for help, yeah. like the first time I asked for help, 13 people showed up. Like, you got to start somewhere. And I think that's what people don't recognize. I think people just think it was automatic overnight. I was like, no, no, no. There was 13 people at that first fundraiser, and I cried myself when I left there because I was like, oh, my gosh, we've only raised, like, $400. Like, how are we yeah. going to make this happen? But it's like a slow and steady grind.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And how can people get involved with Love for Lucent? So come to the events. Is there anything else they can do? Totally. The
1: best way is on our website. It's like how to get involved is the tab. And you can donate. There's an option. You click on the donate button. And then the second way is like sign up for our email list. And we'll send out emails or watch my Instagram. And it'll be like, hey, we need volunteers. Like I just put out a call for volunteers for next week Wednesday for a fashion show. And I've had 12 or 15 people respond back and I need five volunteers. Like I'm like, hey, I actually have enough. Hey, I don't need your help. And so an incredible way and like really small ways like that, I always need help with administrative tasks, like responding back to emails, writing thank you cards. Um, And so a couple moms like come and they just sit and they're like, hey, what do you need done? Kate, I'm doing this. So there's, there's a ton of ways, but getting on our email list is huge.
0: Awesome. Okay, and last question, where can people find you? You personally, what's your Instagram? So
1: do you want my house address? <laughs> She'll
0: answer the door in a towel. Yeah. So. <laughs> so enjoy that.
1: Um, I live in the Northwest, now. I'm just doing it. And most people actually know where I live, which it's like there's nothing to hide. And there's nothing really to take, so you can come on over <laughs> anytime. Um, so a couple ways to find me. The Where I'm most active and present is on Instagram. So it's J.S. Jansen J-A-N-Z-E-N. My husband's name is not in there because I started it when we broke up as like a revenge <laughs> tool because I was like, look how hot I am. And so I've never changed the name and I probably won't and just leave it as it is. So Instagram and then also at love for Lewiston is a huge way and platform that we use. Uh, loveforlewiston.ca and then as well jessicajansen.ca more so just because Jessica Jansen sounds really good so I kept it as that my husband isn't offended (laughs) but I am an old i I married into the family and I love them so jessicajansen.ca those are kind of the big platforms and then hopefully you'll see my um, book on shelves next year sometime so Mm
0: -hmm. excited
1: for that and not hopefully hope isn't a strategy it will be there it will be on shelves next year I don't know the exact date but I'm really excited for it
0: yeah super excited well that's the end thank you so much for mm-hmm. sharing your story and sharing everything it was amazing and that so was that long it was, it was long 49 minutes okay i feel yeah. like
1: i yeah it could have been longer so that's good <laughs> i think I that's like, a good time
0: yeah. yeah we'll have a second episode later so we can with hot ronnie with hot ronnie yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you for everyone for listening and we will see you in the next episode